broadcasting live. Weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Well, very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a Monday morning. Rainy days and Mondays get you down? Well, we got half of it here. <laughs> no rain, but uh, we're looking for a little rain. Good morning. We have a good week for you. Uh, tomorrow, Darko Valchuk is going to be with us. And uh, we're doing some really fun things with um, filtered water, structured water, and sea salt. And he's a really curious guy. He lives down in the rainforest. And so we're going to really dig into that whole thing and see what it's about that I've been experimenting with. And something's going on with it. I just don't know. I don't know anything these days. And uh, I'll spend some time with you this morning. First off, for a few minutes, a little while, half hour or so, we're going to be visited by Tom Renz. He's been on the show before. Tom is an attorney. We don't generally allow attorneys on the show, but he's kind of a special guy because, you know, that's a whole crowd. And, uh, you know, he, he's been looking at this whole corruption. Uh, he's a real patriot, freedom fighter, dad, husband, Christian. And uh, he got all kicked in with this with the COVID lockdown and the vaccines. And we spent a few, uh, few shows with him. And uh, we're going to even get into some of the food supply thing with him today. So let's go and say hi to Tom quickly. Mr. Renz, good morning. Look at you, man in black, Johnny Cash. Watch out. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, I love Johnny Cash. And uh, you're, in, you're, uh, you're in good form here. You Keeping attorneys away is generally a very generally good idea. Generally a good idea. Yeah, we don't generally allow them. We have to, you know, give them a hall pass to get in here for any length of time. So you have your own podcast and everything now, man. That's great. You're you're a rock star. What can I tell you? It's just fun. Well, I don't know about about a rock star. Uh, I you know I think the most important thing that I've ever been is a nobody from Ohio, and the reason that's so important is because, yeah, you know, at this point I've got a bit of a platform. I do a radio show, the Tom Renz Show, that's on every night six p.m. on uh, Monday through Friday on uh, the uh, Out Loud Network on iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, yeah. And I, I do a, a half-hour show uh, Tuesday mornings at 11.30 on Brighty on uh, Lawfare. And, uh, you know, I still do a lot of interviews and things like that. And we're really working on developing the platform. But the thing about it is, and the thing that I want people to understand, is that the most important thing I've ever been is the thing that I still am. Part of we the people. I'm not an insider. I'm not a big shot. I'm a guy that's fought hard, and I've developed that platform based on trying to be, have integrity, trying to fight, and trying to do what's right. And so that hasn't changed. And so I still, plus I never wanted anybody to know my name. That's something I had to do for the fight that I'm yeah. fighting. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't fight these guys. You know, I could, I'm not big enough to to fight these guys without having people behind me. So I had to get the support of we the people. So, I mean, I had to kind of give up that anonymity, which was something that I gotcha. really valued yeah, yeah. and didn't want to give up. But okay, here we are. What What is the fight today uh, on the uh, um, uh, beginning of May, and who are these guys? Well, we are fighting a lot of corruption. And what we found in the COVID fight is that the corruption is really traceable to the same people everywhere uh, you know we found that the all the covid corruption went to the same people who were involved in you know the purported election fraud the purported uh attacks uh, on the food supply the purported this the purported that all the allegations we see everywhere always ends up going to the same group of crooks so the they that we are fighting 
really are kind of broken down into private sector crooks that are usually globalist billionaire types or CCP types, uh, and then public corruption. I mean, my my fight is really morphed into being about public corruption. It's still COVID. We're not done with that until we have Nuremberg 2.0. We won't be done with that. But uh, the fight has has just expanded because we had to expand it. And, you know, now, right now, I think probably one of the most critical evolutionary steps in the fight on the COVID stuff is what they're trying to do to our food and other th- other products. They're trying to put these gene therapy products into it. So, um let me go back just a second uh, and then, then get in the food supply thing, which is what we want to do with your time here this morning. So all the time, uh, Tom Renz, the last two or three years when you've been filing things and putting things in court, have you ever been able to get in front of a judge or a jury to try to prove in court, in American court, some of the things that you, uh, the problems with the vaccines or the mandates or any of it? Have you ever got to court? We've had a, a number of cases that have been to court, and they've been various aspects of this. You know, I've argued in a bunch of different places on a bunch of different things, and we've had some wins, some losses. Now, the thing about it is, is the the bigger the case and the more public the case, the harder the case typically is. Uh, the private cases where they don't have they don't have to fight is quite as dirty. Uh, are a lot easier to win. So we've had a lot of success. Uh, we've had a lot of failure. Uh, the thing about it is, is if we don't swing big, we won't hit big. I'm a Babe Ruth guy, right? You aren't going to hit a home run if you don't swing big. So we we keep going after these big cases, and we but we at the same time are fighting little cases. And I actually have other attorneys that work with me now. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot of success in uh, you know exemptions and preventing and stopping mandates and this and that and other uh, for individuals in smaller situations. Um, we've had a lot of success in various capacities, and I've been pretty proud of the work that we've done. We've moved the ball down the field. Uh, in a lot of good ways. Uh, I feel like God's had our back because we've tried to stay true to what was right rather than what was easy. And, you know, we, we are. We've gotten a lot of stuff on record. And that's really important because one of the things that you have to do is you have to get stuff on record to create a record, and then you can reference that record to get it further down the road. And we, we've been going through that. And we've actually just recently kind of hit a tipping point on that where you're going to see the next wave of, of lawsuits that are coming forward are going to be based on a previous wave of lawsuits that that have been placed. So you've got to keep kind of building on it in the All courts right. to get where you need to be. I understand how that happened. So I don't know, what has it been, two or three months? All of a sudden, all these articles about mRNA and cows and pigs and chickens and the food supply and you know, Tom Renz, it wasn't long after I started seeing this that I became really skeptical. Because, mm-hmm. come on, I mean, all of a sudden, it's like somebody got a memo, and I'm talking about Epic Times or, you know, Brighteon or all these people. What Did they get some memo? Have there been any real studies to prove that anything has been in the cows or intended to be in the cows that can then be transferred to people? So I've been doing some research, and Tom Renz, I haven't found any studies that show yep. that anything is really going on 
even if they are in the car, okay, uh, well, I, you know, to, to be transferred to me. I haven't seen well, any I studies. Love, I love, 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 love that you said it that way because they did get a memo and the memo was for me. Uh, so here's what happened. Uh, we, one of, one of the people that I work with got elected in the state of Missouri. Uh, so she's a, a lady named Holly Jones. Which is pretty she's conservative state, right? Pretty conservative state. Yep, very yeah. red state. Yeah. Got elected to the state house in Missouri, and she sponsored a bill. And all that that bill did, it was a two-page bill. I helped with the bill. And, uh, you know, that bill said one thing. It said, if you've got mRNA or anything that could affect people's genes... You have to put gene therapy product on the on the label of that product, and then you have to provide informed consent, right? So it's a very straightforward bill. Does, if it doesn't affect if it doesn't affect your genes, you don't have to worry about it, right? There's no requirement if it didn't affect your genes, and if it did, then you just have to put a label on and provide informed consent, which I would think anybody in their right mind would want informed consent if something was going to affect their genes, right? So. We introduce what should be a non-controversial bill, and the world blows up. And we actually got a bunch of reports from a bunch of lobbyists around the country in response to this. And a bunch of my political friends from different states around the country got uh, things from different lobbyists saying, we're going to put mRNA in everything coming up. It's going to be in the food supply within five minutes and this and that and other. Well, some of it turned out to be exactly right. Some of it turned out to be a little off. But let me tell you where this all stands. There's been a huge disinformation campaign on this because since we did this, it's blown up. Here's what I can tell you is accurate, Patrick. First of all, mRNA is in our food supply now. Uh, the Merck, uh, Merck creates a, has a platform called Sequevity. It's an mRNA platform. It's been licensed in the United States to use on pigs since 2018. Uh, now, does that mean it transmits to people? No. But does it mean that it's in the pigs? Yes, it is. So we don't the, know. The pigs may be getting sick, but there's no evidence that people eating the bacon get sick. Well, there's no studies. So we don't know. Well, there's no evidence, right? There's no evidence. There's no evidence either way. There's no, we, we don't know. They just stick it in there, and I guess we just guess and trust the USDA. Now, if you still trust the USDA at this point, <laughs> <laughs> You're a very trusting man then. Uh, but anyways, so here, here's what I can tell you, though. Transmissible mRNA vaccines are a true thing and a legitimate thing. I can provide you studies on transmissible vaccines. The first study I found was on the hepatitis B vaccine in potatoes. They created potatoes. You eat the potato, and it actually gives you the hepatitis B vaccine. That was in 2005. Turns out that they've been working on transmissible vaccines for decades, and uh, they are a legitimate thing. Now, they're easier to do in plants. There's a company called Medicago, and I can show you a video, and I can also show you that they are actually approved in Canada to create plant-based transmissible mRNA. So you can... Medicago, there's a uh, story, and I will be happy to share that with you, or you can reference. I got it on my Substack, actually, uh, and in, in my Twitter feed. Uh, you will see that they actually, uh, there's a story out of San Diego, showed a greenhouse, showed the plants. that had The plants, if you eat those plants, they're COVID vaccine plants. 
you eat them and they become you're vaccinated so the transmissible mrna thing is a thing now here's where this runs into some issues you'll see uh people talking about well mrna is in all sorts of things but it breaks down in your stomach the digestive system it's a weak particle it, it's not you know it's not stable enough well I've been working with Dr. McCullough and others to double check my science on everything because I understand that I'm an amateur scientist uh, at best. So, so understand that everything, much like everything else I do, I double check my work with people who know. It turns out that when you get a Pfizer vaccine or a Moderna vaccine or any of these others, they develop something called mod RNA. Now, they use mRNA for shorthand, but mod RNA is distinct from mRNA. Messenger RNA that we find naturally occurring in our bodies is a particle that does, it's fragile, it breaks down. One of the things that occurred that made mRNA a uh, useful alternative as a vaccine was this mod RNA. And what that did was stabilize the particle. So they've been working on creating much more robust and stronger RNA particles for years. And that was kind of the, one of the big breakthroughs because they wanted to use the mRNA platform, but they didn't have the capacity to do it. So they, they came up, I can't remember the researcher's name, comes up with some ideas on how to stabilize this particle and to make it a little bit stronger. So now uh, they do have transmissible mRNA vaccines in plants. They further have a study out of China that's on pre-release. Uh, you can find it on the BioRx uh, servers, the pre-release servers, uh, where they actually uh, tested, and I had some guys review this to, to ensure that the study was legit. Uh, they had uh, a bovine mRNA vaccine where they injected the cows and the milk was then, uh, uh, did successfully transmit the mRNA vaccine to mice. So what we're seeing now is there's tremendous advances in transmissible RNA vaccines. And at the end of the day, Patrick, I don't actually care about the details of the science on it. What I care about is if this doesn't work, why did we get so much opposition to a bill that wouldn't affect anything? If it doesn't, and I will also tell you that with Within the testimony, the opposition testimony against this bill, they outright said, this stuff's going to be in all of our food everywhere, and you won't be able to get anything Well, without a label on it. Well, I don't want a gene therapy in my food without knowing it. I want my genes to stay stable otherwise. But, but it's fair to say we've not seen evidence, or you haven't, uh, or I haven't, that injecting an animal or a person with an mRNA makes a protein there's no evidence of that and without the protein there's no problem my understanding well i guess uh what do you mean it's not making a protein it's well, i mean you certainly it doesn't make a protein there's no there's no studies that show that it makes a protein in the cow that then goes into the people well, that's what that BioRx study that I mentioned does show, that they did that in China successfully. Um, it, it, it apparently does. I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, I mean, it's beyond me. That's well, why I had the scientists review yeah, it. I, I guess what I'm really concerned about, and I know you're a righteous fellow. I mean, I've talked to you a lot. But yeah. can we, you know, are we just going a little bit 
our hair on fire thing. I mean, here you you have a fellow like McCullough who's who's consulting with you, uh, Mr. Renz, and McCullough still believes that there's a virus. And there's never been a virus uh, isolated. There's never been a virus proved to exist. So how, you know, how reputable is he to consult with you on something? I mean, there's no virus. There's never been a virus. Can you, if you can well, show me studies that prove a virus, man, I'm in. Show it. Patrick, you've got to understand my approach to this as an attorney, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into anybody's, is there a virus, is there no virus, because I don't care. What I care but about don't is you the have law to and the care impact. Because isn't no, the I science don't. what you're talking about, Tom Renz? No, what I, what I have to care about is I have one group of scientists who are telling me, Yes, this can, this can, okay, call it a virus, call it a protein, call it whatever you want to call the mRNA particles that screw with our genome. Okay, I don't care what you call them. What I know is that they're putting something in people's arms and the people are dying. No, and that's it's in the arms. It's, it's different. Right. It's different. I also know that they can put the same thing in plants and transmit it. And there's evidence that they can put something in the cows that transmits. Now, if you want to call it a virus, a bioweapon, a particle, I don't care what you call it because I'm a lawyer, not a doctor. What I can tell you, though, <laughs> is the bottom line is that the laws that I'm promoting do not it doesn't matter. What matters is, you just is want it going to put it on the, on the label. You want to get it put on the label, regardless of what it can do or not do. And I want informed consent before I buy it if it's going to screw no, with my I, genetics. I'm with you there. Okay, so understand, Patrick, that this is where, and this is really a critical thing, because I've got that. I've been through this, right? I got guys telling me, well, there's no virus. And I got guys telling me, oh, there's absolutely a virus. And, and understand, I am an amateur scientist. I understand what I read. All right. I can consult with people, but I can't make the argument between two scientists, whether one side's right or the other. And I don't need to because I'm a lawyer, not a scientist. What I can do is I can say, okay, well, can both sides agree that if you're going to have something that can screw with your genetics, it should have a label and informed consent. And the thing is, is it doesn't matter whether there's a virus or not. Can it screw with my genetics? Can it cause health problems? Can it act as a medical intervention in a negative way? Mm -hmm. And if there is, I should have a label and informed consent. That's what I'm pushing for. So at the end of the day, while I I absolutely, I've heard all sides, a virus, no virus, I've heard everything there is to hear on it. I don't take a position on it because I'm not a scientist, I'm a lawyer. And as a lawyer, I don't care. I want to keep people safe. And I want to make sure that they have the opportunity under the law to get informed consent, like Nuremberg 1 said, and that's what I'm pushing for. So, you know, in terms of do you like uh, the McCullough crew? Do you like the, the other crew? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I just want people's rights to be protected. I understand. But if you have exculpatory evidence, and you know what that means, that no virus has ever been proven to exist, and I've never seen it, and I've studied it for years, I mean, doesn't that... Doesn't that can narrow your focus a little bit and and well you know what i'm saying so i so i've looked at this as an attorney right i I have and i do understand the science i've seen the arguments on both sides and i understand why people say it's compelling at the end of the day i don't have the capacity to win in court on that i it's not because i would and understand that's coming from a guy who i mean what i'm afraid to take a hard case i take all the hard cases i don't care 
Um, I just don't believe that I have the capacity to win that in court. It's not because I, I'm telling you you're wrong. I'm not. I don't have the capacity to win that argument. I'm telling you that in court, looking at what the court's going to look at and lo knowing the rules of evidence, if I get to the point where I can win that argument in court, I'll take it tomorrow. If I get to the point where I can get that argument in front of the court without getting sanctioned, I'll take it tomorrow. But I'm not there. And if I can get there, I'm happy to be there because I have no fear of fighting a hard fight. I'm just telling you that as an attorney, I don't, I can't make that argument in a way that's going to pass the muster that I need to provide ethically for the court. And one thing I won't do is I won't ever, I don't push my ethical boundaries too much because I don't think that that's an appropriate thing to do. I, it's not because I disagree with your position. It's I can't win that argument with you or, you know, because there's a group of real sharp doctors on both sides of this. Right. And for me to try and decide which one of those doctors is right. I mean, I'm, I it's over my head. Yeah, you know, I, I can read it. I can research it. But I mean, I I'm still going to be. Yeah, you know, so it, to me, what I can do is I can only go where my profession takes me, which is to fight for the rights of people to get informed consent. And no one is arguing again that these, I mean, listen, neither side of the virus exists, doesn't exist debate is arguing what, that uh, the vaccines are safe. And there are studies showing, and I don't care whether you call it, uh, uh, you know, a protein in terms of the virus, in terms of the virus. I didn't know where you were going with that when you first asked. That's right. why I was confused. Um, but I don't care what you call it. Is it screwing with your genes or acting as a medical intervention, whether negative or positive, in any way, shape, or form? If the answer is yes, I get informed consent, which means all adverse events of special interest, risks, and benefits, not just the listed side effects, and I get disclosure. That's it. So what I do is I take it, I just take the argument out of there because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Hmm, I know, I understand. Um there's a great, I'd send you a link to this, A Farewell to Virology with Dr. Mark Bailey. Um, and I put it, it was so important, I, I had it bound up in a, in a hard copy. 80 pages yeah. down in New Zealand. And it's just phenomenal, the work that he put into this to prove that there's no virus. And, and he couldn't even get into court. I mean, he's been trying to get into the court. Like you said about That's being sanctioned. Point. It's The courts are... Is it fair to say the courts are so swampy that some of this stuff you can't even you won't even get in there? Well, the courts are the courts are unfortunately in a situation where we need some serious reform right now. <laughs> I understand. Uh, and and yeah. that may be an understatement. Yes, sir. But like you said, you've got that that eighty page tome that's probably very well written. And he can't even get it into there. There's a reason. And when I say that I that I don't mind taking a hard case, I mean, remember, I sued everyone from the president on down. I don't care about whether it's hard. I care about whether I can do it legally. Because I can't, if I, the one hmm. thing that happens is if I don't, if I lose my license because I do things that I that the court views as are unethical, yes, sir. then who's going to do what I'm doing? No, I understand. No, I, you know, I, I, I get, I, I, I get it. Um, so, uh, so your focus now is to just get some kind of informed consent of all this stuff. This is what, and you think you can win this in court if you keep plugging? I think I can win this politically. Oh, 
politically how so so what we're trying to do remember so i view law as a spectrum right so there are things that are appropriate for me to fight in court and then there are things that are appropriate for me to push legislatively mm -hmm. this one i pushed legislatively in missouri we now have a several other states that, that we're in talks with to want to sponsor similar things and what i want to get out there is listen i don't care where you are in the virus debate if you if you want informed consent push for it yeah and yeah. uh but here's my advice when you see these bills do not say we want an mrna bill because they're changing they'll change the name right remember i just told you the distinction between mrna and mod rna yeah that's not a legal distinction that's just a name right um so what you want is you want any product and that's why i i put it this way that acts as a gene therapy that modifies your genes more than natural food or that uh, acts as a medical intervention in any way shape or form because if we do that i don't have to get into and this is where i have to be clever as an attorney i don't have to get into a debate about what it is i don't care what it is hmm. if it's going to screw with my body i don't want it in there without informed consent that's fair enough yeah 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 yeah, yeah i don't it doesn't matter to me i don't need to get into that debate I, I, you know and i i think there's a there's a real issue here with this idea, as you said, and I've learned doing the research, that pork producers have been putting some type of mRNA into the pigs, what, since 2018 or something. So, I mean, just because it is mRNA, I, I don't think we can just conflate it into spooky stuff that they put into these injections, right? Because they're, they're different. Uh, it's a different, uh, isn't it? Oh, well, listen, we don't really know what all is uh, is uh, being done. We don't know what all is in these, and we don't know what, you know, we know that in the, uh, the contracts, and I'm sending you, I'm actually going to send you right now some links to some different stuff to show you, to back up some of the information that I'm talking about. Um, I want to make sure that you've got this information available in terms of edible vaccines and that'd be good. Things can like you that. have your your person do it, or maybe to my email because I don't know how to do it through the Zoom things. You know. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to put a couple in the Zoom chat right now, okay. and I will. I'll be happy to do that for you. Um, but uh, the 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 studies are very very clear. Um, and I got a whole bunch more, but I'll... I'll uh, As you're doing that, I I'll, just want to read this to you. Somebody sent me uh, a few days ago, uh, well, a month ago. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association released a statement in regard to false information uh, being circulated on social media about the use of mRNA vaccines in cattle. There are no current mRNA vaccines licensed for use in beef cattle in the United States. Cattle farmers and ranchers do vaccinate cattle to treat for other many diseases, but presently, these vaccines include MRI technology, according to the Cattlemen's yeah. Association thing. Yeah, because so Tom Renz, they've been putting vaccines into animals for years. We've all been eating vaccines in pork chops, and I don't care if they're grass-fed, right? You don't yeah. have to put those vaccines on the label. I mean, they're there. They're in the, they're in the cow. Yeah, they've been there forever. Uh, but, not, but mRNA are new, and the thing is, is the genetic modifying food is a newer thing, right? Food that can be, carry transmissible mRNA. Yeah, things. I don't know anything about that, so I'd like to, I want to research. So yeah, you're you're saying that you're thing. seeing some kind of vaccines in like um, cabbage and broccoli, and that's 
that can be transmitted to people? Well, and- one of the one of the links I just sent you is a study published on uh, a document is published on uh, NIH website. Okay, well, um, NIH, jeez, <laughs> uh, National Institutes of Health. I know. Uh, How can we believe anything they say, Tom Renz? Come on. You know. Well, that's true. You shouldn't. <laughs> but you think that they're going to tell you something like this if they if uh, I mean, they're not putting this out there because they love it. They, they're not putting it out there because they want it to be out there. What's the headline? They're putting it out there. But uh, well, it's uh, headline is uh, edible vaccines, promises and challenges from published online 2019. And uh, one of the things that they do is they talk about some of the different things that are more uh, more useful as edible vaccines. This is, understand some. They've been doing this under the radar for a long time. They specifically list in here head, is under the heading major plant species used as vaccine models: potatoes, rice, mm-hmm. bananas, tomatoes, tobacco, alfalfa, algae, lettuce. Uh, there, there, there's a whole list of things here. But are there and, any studies that prove that these things have ever caused harms and harm to people? Well, are there any studies showing that they haven't? Do you want to just have them experiment on you? No, no, no. I understand, but I just, you know, so. But it's possible. Well, there, there are there any studies showing that the, the, the I mean the COVID vaccines they're still telling us are safe and effective. No, I understand. I don't. I just don't trust these people no, to be I, honest, Patrick. I mean, I, I, these guys have these guys are putting this stuff in my in my in our food. The same stuff they're trying to engineer the same stuff into our food that they're putting in our arm. They're just trying to find a new way to get it in us because they nobody's taking these vaccines anymore because guys like you and I did such good yeah, work no, in no, the truth. Nobody, out. nobody wants them. So is it possible? Though that NIH is just in a in a fear mode and want to want to keep people freaked out and have them eat monkey meat or whatever they're going to. I don't us. think so. No? I mean, I I I think that what's it, to my mind, what's occurring is is that this was this is the next step we've got from. Remember, I got at this point, I've been blessed. I got a lot of different sources and a lot of people I work with. You know, I've always been true to what I say. I always stand by what I say. I don't do lies. And I'm going to tell you, I've got a lot of people tell me that this is where they're going. The vaccines aren't being taken. So they want you to get it in some eating. way. They get it in some way. They, they need, these guys are hell-bent on controlling our genetics. I don't know why. I don't care why. I just know that if Bill Gates wants something, wants to control my genetics, I, my, the answer is no. And here's the deal. <laughs> we know that one of the big things that occurred during COVID, I have paperwork the uh, the PCR tests they were collecting genetic data from these and we know that those were that was sold I've read and that. it was sold yeah. a lot of it ended up in gene banks in China why are these people so hell-bent on controlling our genetics and being involved with our genetics I don't know or care I, and again remember this is the difference between the guys who do the healthcare side and the science side and and, and the lawyer I care about our rights right right no I know you um, do. I know I'm going to tell you that to me uh, I have zero trust for anything Big Pharma, anything Bill Gates, anything WEF, anything CCP, and most things FDA, CDC, uh, federal government. You know, So at this point, if they tell me that they're working on putting mRNA in my food, we know that mRNA, whatever, whatever it actually is, whether the title is misleading or not, does have the capacity to screw through genetics. I wrote that up. Uh, based on work that I did with a lot of people. Um, I don't want it. 
And if it's and the thing is, is these laws. What I do is I push for laws. They don't affect you, unless it's going to screw with your genetics or screw with something else. If it is, then I should have the right to know, it, right? Are the people that label Tom Renz the organic stuff? Do you think you could get some headwinds with them to to make sure that they couldn't put this stuff into something labeled organic? Well, we're working on it. The problem is, is that. The problem is, is that the rules rounding, uh, around the organic oh, labeling is, are not real strong. Everything around, here, here's the real secret that I've really dug into lately, Patrick, and this was surprising to me. The extent to which the drug companies, pharmaceutical companies, and the food com- big food are the same. Big ag and big dr- pharma are kind of the same thing. Bear, Mo- Bear Pharmaceutical bought Monsanto, yes, which is the largest seed producer on the planet. Merck, all these people, all this genetic engineering. Uh, we found that uh, Pfizer, uh, BioNTech has an agreement with uh, with uh, uh, Bayer to you know some with these mRNA vaccines. You know they're working on getting this into the food supply because they can't get people to take it anymore. It's yeah. killing everybody, and nobody wants their genes altered. I've seen the charts so, of the people taking vaccines. It's just falling off a cliff. Boom. Yeah, no. praise God. That's because hey, that's because guys like you and I have been fighting so hard to get the truth out. Yes, sir. Yeah. So yeah, we were we were successful in getting the truth out, and I'm very very blessed to have been a part of that. You know, I really am. But it's it's been a tough fight, and this is the next stage. And I'll tell you, Patrick, I'm going to tell you as a guy who you know I've been talking to for a number of years. I don't think you'll find any time that I've ever lied or misled or done anything. You know, I don't do I don't do that. I understand. No, if I, you I, look I, at I, what I, I'm saying, if you look at the work, you look at w- what's out there, and you can just read the last few of my Substacks. They're free. Um, I've got citations, uh, you know, to all sorts of things, and that's just those are the high level things. I got you know uh, dozens more citations. We've studied this in depth. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that I don't do I don't I don't fight on issues that I don't think matter, and I will tell you that the food supply thing is something we need to be aware yeah. of. It even if it's not they you know they go into the cow stuff and they're right there are no licensed mRNA vaccines in the United States right now for cows. I will tell you that the guy from the Cattlemen Association in Missouri openly said that he was giving it to his cows so i don't know what he was giving them but he said it on public right on public testimony really? before the state house <laughs> so you know i don't know what he was saying you know but he said i looked it up and that's what he's giving them okay well i don't know what you're giving them but that's fine um i will also tell you that uh at the end of the day this is the direction they're moving so whether they're there today or there tomorrow, we know that the ve- the the veggies are there. And then, by the way, the U.S. Cattlemen Beef Association that you mentioned, yes, sir. Okay, so they are owned by the Gates Foundation and these other crooks. Are they really? They're they're one of their top sponsors is Merck, the Cattlemen's um, Association. Top sponsor. Yes. Oh. Cool. Yes. Now there's two cattlemen's. There's the U.S. Cattlemen Association. Yes. Then there's a the Cattlemen Beef Association. <laughs> the Beef Association is the one that you're talking about. The U.S. one actually represents cattlemen. The Beef Association's big pharma, big big ag. And uh, you know, interestingly enough, you can look at their corporate sponsors, which include a bunch of big pharma. And the other thing that you can look at 
is they actually were one of the major groups to oppose country of origin labeling on food. Hmm. So you can say that it's not licensed in the U.S. So what? How do you know where it's coming from? And how do you know what's happening in those countries? What, you trust the CCP? The CCP, uh, who, you know, I mean, they wouldn't do anything to lie to us, clearly. <laughs> and how do you know what you're getting from where? You know, the thing is, is without country of origin labeling, it doesn't matter. We could be getting your food from anywhere in the country. It doesn't matter what's licensed Sure, because even grass-fed beef in, say, an HEB in Texas or a Safeway, there's not a country of origin label on these things. There is nope. on fish and some most seafoods, but not not on beef. Right. That, yeah. That's because the Cattlemen Beef Association opposed it. They opposed it. They opposed country of origin labeling. If they were actually for cattlemen, do you think that they would have opposed country of origin labeling for the people who were their constituents? They're not. They're a corporate farm entity. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, if if they were going. I mean, raising cows in Kansas, wouldn't they want that on the label? It would be a selling point? That's why the U.S. Cattlemen Association okay. supports what we're doing. Oh, but the Cattlemen Beef Association doesn't because the Cattlemen Beef Association is actually just a Bill Gates factory farm construct. They're, they're not representing actual ranchers. Unbelievable. So, yeah. so I, the corruption I, I applaud you for where you're I – like, I like what you're saying. I really understood – that you're going to fight the fights you think you can win that are the most important at this point. And if you can't prove in a court of law, which I don't think you could, that there is no virus, we're going to do a screenplay on it. I don't know if you could, but maybe we can in in a movie, but I don't know if you could in real life. And then, uh, you know, I just don't know if you, if If we get there, yeah, we get there. I go where the, I go where the evidence that I can submit to court takes me. Yeah. Right. If we get there and don't under, don't misunderstand, sometimes I'll take fights that are very hard to win. I'm not a guy who will only file a case if I can win it, but I have to meet the ethical standards for the court. And because some of the evidence that's been out on that, I don't have enough evidence that's out on that that I can overcome the hurdles evidentially that I would need to in court to file it in good faith. So what, So because of that, I can't file that case. Um, if if we get to that point, yeah. then fine. I go where the evidence takes me. I don't care what the evidence says. I'm a fact. I'm a justice. I'm a truth guy, and that's the end of the. That's it. But as an attorney, can you really get into trouble going where they don't want you to go? Is that is that what you're telling? Is that what you're <laughs> Ask telling me? Election attorneys. Is it really? Uh, oh yeah. Look oh, what yeah, happened. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've got a, the the Democrats have a thing called the uh, Project Sixty Five, where they they basically go after anyone that's you know fighting uh, fighting the good fight on elections or anything else, and they they'll try and get you sanctioned and thrown out of court, all sorts of things. It's really nasty. Fighting fighting as an attorney right now uh, for justice means you better be watching your back because you <laughs> will get in trouble. Look at Fox paid Dominion what seven hundred fifty million dollars. And if I told you, if I if we had time to go into details on that, I would love to tell you more. But you talk about a corrupt nightmare. That whole thing was a mess. It was just the whole thing was just uh, Murdoch, a, a globalist, um, big pharma operation. Nothing about that looked legitimate to me, but yeah. that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, I know you got to go, uh, and you're, you're a busy guy. Well, thanks for coming on. I I think you've given us a. Um, um, more information on this whole vaccine and the food supply and and what we can look at and do some more research. And I'll keep at it. You do too. I know you got to run. Yes, sir. Doing a, thank you, Tom Rance, for being on the show. I uh, yep. appreciate your no. work. 
Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, appreciate well, it's you. glad to be here. Thank you, sir. Tom Renz, Patrick Timpone, one radio network.com. Well, that's fair enough because I was getting a little spooky about this OMNR mRNA thing, but I think for me it's cleared up on what he is wants to do and what he thinks he can do and get away with and, and how we can uh, move forward. But uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. But I did get um, very, I don't know, I just knew that something was up with this mRNA thing when all these all these people were getting all these stories out there. Okay, we're just going to uh, uh, switch switch chairs a minute and uh, just going to close out this show so it'll be separate on the audio and the video podcast and then we're going to come right back and uh, play around a little bit. So, so uh, stay right there. I'll put this up here. I think we should have put a question mark on this one but, you know, uh, maybe not. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Know the source on one radio network. All righty, here we are. We're back, and uh, we'll play around for a little bit this morning and see what you have to say for yourself. So, what did you think about that? How uh, how did that grab you as far as Tom Renz's uh, position? Do you feel comfortable about that? Do you like what he's doing? I wish we had the phones, but uh, they're still out. But you can email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. <clears throat> I, I just don't want to be part of um, getting people all crazy about something that we don't know and there's no science to prove stuff. For example, you know, I did a little work and research with, uh, with uh, Dr. Tom Cowan and he's all over this stuff. He said, he said that there's no evidence that injecting any animal or person with an mRNA, mRNA makes a protein, which is what is necessary for it to be detrimental to us. These spike proteins are made in a lab, and um, that's a whole different thing, and they, there's no evidence that they make these things. There's no evidence, or there's never been a study done that will say, for example, um, So, there would need to be a study, according to Cowan, where there are various amounts of mRNAs that that results in varying amounts of spike proteins, and they would change as you increase the amount of mRNAs. No studies have been done to prove that. Um, um, Cowan went on in a, a podcast that I that I heard him do that these uh, mRNAs things in pigs could make the pig sick and you wouldn't want to eat a sick pig 
but it doesn't mean that there's anything really spooky. No studies have been done to show that something spooky has been going on in you by eating some bacon that was given this vaccine. You know, I think the biggest challenge is, is that this they've turned this mRNA um, moniker, what do they call that with these letters, um, meme, into something beyond spooky. And I would argue that when the National Institute of Health and other people start talking about watch out for this, watch out for that, as Tom Renz mentioned, I think they're just doing it just to uh, um, sell you some of their food that they're going to say is safe and effective. Um, I'm just... You know, some of the science is so, so, so challenging to dig into, but um, I'd sure like to see more I mean, people out there doing shows like we're doing with questioning um, these people, uh, the McCullers and and uh, and all these folks, because um, they're saying a lot of stuff, and I, that's why I haven't had them on. And if I was smart enough, you know, if I really knew my chops well enough, if I could spend, you know, a lot of time researching it, uh, and uh, have the chops, I could have a McCullough on, or and really you know, ask them to prove what they're saying and some of these other people. And they're all over the place. And I, I think they're just doing a lot of, making a lot of statements that have never been proven to be true. Uh, the Judy Mikovitches and all these people. And even, um, what's her name? Um, oh, the name is escaping me right now. She's got a great reputation. Um, oh well. But they say a lot of stuff that's never been proven. And there's nobody there questioning them. Um, and they won't. They won't debate the Cowans and the Kaufmans and the Vollmers and these people. They won't, on the Mike Stones, because they know they lose because they don't have the evidence. So you know it's going to be up to the the reporters and the podcasters to start asking some tough questions to get to the bottom of it. And it's it's tough to do because we're no scientists and we, you know, we're lucky we get through the day without hurting ourselves. You know, much less understand all this stuff, but. Well, there we are. Okay, um, we're on the air here, and uh, we thought we'd be able to have uh, Tom Renz on a lot longer, but he got double booked because his person kind of messed up. Um, so uh, we are going to um, hang out for a little bit here. So join me uh, with your uh, email, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. We'll go through some emails, look at some current news about all kinds of things, but uh, please join me if you uh, care to. Uh, phone lines are still out. Um, let's see. Somebody says, I can buy raw milk from grass-fed cows here, but no one sells vaccine-free milk. Do vaccines and milk affect us? I don't think so. Uh, I've been drinking raw milk for a long time. I've not been affected by it. Uh, there's no studies. I say, I don't think so, but I don't think... Have you ever seen a study where they've done, you know, 100,000 people drinking milk with vaccines in it and thousand people that haven't and then control group, which is what you'd have to do. But I don't think there's any evidence. I mean, these people have been putting the vaccines for all these imaginary things, bird flu, you know, pig flu or, you know, all this stuff for years. They've always done it. You know, they, they've always done it. And we're not dying from this stuff. I think uh, if it does transmit, I'm just, I'm no... No scientists or no doctors, so I don't know. But 
if you haven't done any really studies, you're just going to, you know, I don't know what you're going to eat. Meat. Is there any possible meat, grass-fed or organic, that hasn't had a vaccine of some kind? I don't think so. Or, or cows or goats? I don't think so. I asked my raw milk, goat milk guy um, a couple weeks ago, I said, do you, you have to give your goats vaccines? He said, oh yeah, we, we have to, some. We try to give as few as possible because they're expensive. You know, and that's one thing to consider too, um, especially if you're at farmer's markets where I am and where you can find um, some milk. Um, you know, I think the only way you'd know for sure is to have your own cow or goat and don't give them a vaccine, just like the same way with uh, dogs, you know, dogs. If you go to, um, if you want to get from a breeder, a kind of a traditional real breeder, which I don't think you need to do. You can go to the Humane Society. And sure, they've all had vax theirs, but you might as well get those ones and, and pay somebody a bunch of money and they have to give them vaxed. Did you know that? Yeah, if you go to like a, an official golden retriever breeder somewhere, um, they have to file the standard care and they vax them up with stuff for all kinds of imaginary particles that don't exist. And that's just what they do because they're controlled by big pharma just like we are. I mean, just like um, everybody else is. All the, all the TV and radio stations. and <laughs> So it's a, it's a tricky game, but I, you know, I've drunk enough uh, raw milk and I just keep getting stronger and healthier. So um, the vaccines that they're giving my goats is not hurting me. And some people say, well, how would you know? And I said, well, I would know. I would feel it. I would something, I'd have some kind of a rash or some kind of weird thing or something would be going on. So I think we just have to let that stuff go unless you want to have your own goats and cows. Unless you have another way. But most farmers, even really conscious, um, grass-fed, organic farmer types, they have been, and I've talked to some of them, I know a fellow who's got a really cool regenerative pig farm and he goes at the farmer's markets. And I mean, these I thought were the cleanest pigs anywhere. I mean, he doesn't even feed them grain or corn or nothing, just vegetables from Whole Foods that throws away. And I said to him, well, well, you don't give your pigs vaccines. He goes, oh, sure. They've all... They've all been programmed into believing that there's germs out there that are going to kill chickens and pigs and cows and stuff. They all believe it because they all went to the same universities and the same universities have been teaching the same germ theory uh, for the last 100 years. And the only way to do it is do it yourself if you don't want to get those vaccines. But... And the big picture, I think a vaccine in a cow when it was a year old and now it's five years old and they slaughter them, they harvest them is a more uh, nice way to say it. I, I, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. If you would worry about it, you know, gonna, you know be worrying about everything. You wouldn't need anything. <laughs> we just all become... You know, we'd all become, uh, you know, what do you call that? Breatharians or something. 
Um, somebody sent me a a video of some kind of contraption that's supposed to um, wave it over you. I don't know. And they just swore by it. Um, Oh, here's an email from a listener. This is what I've used to erase pain in various areas, and I, as I'm getting better. Um, so it's some kind of contraption, you know. But this, by the way, is like three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars, and um, something I tear a thing, and then I look more into it. And the deeper I look into it, it's a um, network marketing, multi-level marketing thing, and that just, um, I lost interest in that one real quick. I've never seen ever in 50 years a multi-level marketing thing that did what it say it was going to do. I think that people get caught up, it's my opinion, in this whole idea of making money, and then they 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 juice up their testimonials, or they... Uh, they believe it's going to work because they want it to work so they can sell it and make money. Nothing wrong with that. We do it. Um, but And then they have all these magical things happen to them and uh, because they believe it's going to help them. It's called placebo. works all the time. But, um, yeah, I would never do a multi-level marketing thing. Never do it. Ever, ever, ever. Just me. Is this mRNA food stuff going in our food in the UK and Europe? Do you know? I do not know. Um, again, so, I mean, there's no studies been done to prove that uh, they're putting something in a potato that it makes you sick. So, they might not be putting anything in there and they're just trying to freak people out. I mean, that's possible too. Because they know that people in fear or angst might eat the food that they produce. Hint. <laughs> you know, magic meat that Bill Gates is behind. Because they'll say, this has got nothing, whatever. I don't trust any of these people as far as I can throw them. Patrick, have you looked into menopause? Um, what can I do for my pre-menopause? I'm 53, eat clean, poop regularly. Yeah, I don't know what clean means. You know, uh, if you're getting, what we have heard or heard from people that we trust over the years is that all this, these, um, what do they call it? Hot flashes, the body heating up, the body's just trying to get rid of toxins. So, um, 53, that's pretty good. You know, you've, gone a, you've had a pretty good run and your body's just now doing it. Um, I think the only thing you can do um, is to just eat as clean as you can, you know, with little weird stuff in there, no weird stuff, and um, do saunas and exercise and get some sun 
and drink plenty of uh, water, and um, your body will get rid of everything more gently than it's doing now if you're having hot flashes. Because hot flashes are not normal. It's a toxicity thing. That's what I've been told over many years. But I tell you what, if people, if people, the emails I get, if people are, would be as concerned about stuff that they are about con- Tucker Carlson, unbelievable. I mean, I don't, I don't know, so much I don't care about anymore. And it was over everything in the news. You see where, uh, this is pretty interesting. By the way, my email address is patrick at oneradionetwork.com if you care to join the show or a little bit of time we'll spend here this morning. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was on some big show in New York Uh saying that he believed the CIA was complicit in uh, shooting his uncle John Kennedy. You think he's done research on this over the last 50 years? Well, anybody that's been around the block knows that that's true. There's so many, I mean, there must be a hundred, two hundred, how many books on John F. Kennedy's murder and uh, almost the common thread is CIA. Isn't it, isn't it great? I mean, here we have a two organizations that are supposedly the good guys, right? The FBI, which is totally, absolutely bonkers, fraudulent crooks, as would demonstrate it with the whole Trump thing in Russia and 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 uh, January sixth and all that. They're just, you know, they're just crooks. They're just criminals. And then the CIA, we've known that. I mean, for how long have we known that? CIA and uh, Iran-Contra, and they use the CIA to, to overthrow uh, governments around the world and have since their beginning of time. And that's what they do, and everybody knows it. Um, most people don't want to talk about it. Mainstream media, few people do. Tucker had, has done, he did some few shows on it. Uh, not really dug deep, but uh, he had some JFK people on who mentioned. Um, so it's no wonder they fired this guy. I mean, he was just getting to be too, getting too close to things, right? I don't think it's any. I thought something had happened to you since the last entry on the archives was over a month ago. That's not true. You can go on our website right now and we, I don't know what people are looking at. We, uh, we put the shows up, uh, we put the shows up every day. And if you look at our website right now, I don't know, is the last one was Friday. Good morning, everybody. 
Friday, Friday was Patrick. Before that, uh, I did another show on Wednesday, then Fred Dostoevsky on Wednesday, Dostoevsky out of Bergstrom. They're all up there, and they're all up on BitChute as well, from the last one first. Um, so, I don't know. You know, one thing that you can do every now and then is to clear your browser. You know how to do that? You know, whatever whatever platform you're on, Chrome or whatever, you can clear browsing data. That doesn't um, clear out your little cookies so people still know who you are if you want to. I mean, you clear out everything all the time and, and then you have to put in all new stuff. But uh, I don't do that because I would rather have just, if I want to buy something on Amazon, just to, to know that it's me when I go on there and make it quick and easy and end of story, goodbye and so long. <laughs> goodbye, so long. They all know, they know, everybody knows where we are anyway and who we are and there's no secrets. I think every, I don't think I know from people I trust that every phone call, this is pretty trippy, every phone call that you and I have ever done is being recorded do people listen to it? No, they don't listen to it. But if they ever wanted to come after you for something, because you're doing stuff they don't like, they could go back in there and find every phone call you ever made and use that as evidence against you if you ever said something you shouldn't have said. Yep. Who's a fellow in Russia? He said that too. Um, what's his name? You know what I mean. I wrote to uh, Varus Armad was on the show and he was uh, pitching the idea that he thought that that Fiji water was structured water, structured water, and really structured water, I mean the real deal. And um, I said, well, that's interesting because uh, Exley, you know Exley? Snowden, see it just came in there, what's it get? Snowden in Russia. My mind only gave me my his last name, but Snowden. Um, that Exley, who's an expert on aluminum, the last time we had him on the show, which a couple of years ago, he said that Fiji water is one of the few waters that you can purchase that helps the body to detoxify mercury. I mean, I'm sorry, aluminum. And we, uh, we're going to put that show on the uh, on the front page so you can listen to it because it's kind of a subject at hand. Isn't that interesting? So I don't know whether it's because it's structured or because I think he mentioned a molecule in the Fiji water that uh, helps the body to detoxify aluminum. But 
I had an interest. I've had an interesting experience with with um, Fiji water. So I bought some and been drinking it and making hydrogen water um, out of the Fiji water. And one thing I noticed immediately that my urine became more color. And before, just using rainwater that's been filtered, and if you drink lots of water, it turns pretty clear, just clear. But as soon as I started drinking the Fiji water, it starts to run a little bit yellow. And Ahmad said the reason that is because it's structured, it gets deeper in the body, and it helps to detoxify stuff, and that's what the color is. Isn't that interesting? And we know that's true because when we're kind of sick and we're just sick and things aren't moving, right? Not sick, sick. We're detoxing. No such thing as sick. We're detoxing. Things aren't moving and we're not, you know, whatever. We're just lying around on a couch like a potato, an mRNA potato, um, that the urine can get very dark because the body is detoxing lots of um, yuck stuff out. So Adam Bergstrom and other people have said, you want the urine to be kind of a light straw color, which means uh, that you're drinking enough water and not too much, and um, enough water, not too much, and you are, things are moving through. And that's another point on the, the vaccines. You know, we... As much as we want to eat the cleanest possible food we can, obviously. Cows, chickens, bacon, sheeps, chicken eggs, vegetables, whatever. In my opinion uh, and experience, I, I believe the body has an incredible detoxification method all built in by God. If it didn't, we'd all be dead. I mean, you know, whatever, chemtrails, uh, coal-fired plants, mercury, um, you name it, right? Electromagnetic fields. uh, If these things were all as terrible as people claim, we'd all be dead. Instead, many of us, like you and me and other people, we're getting healthier. So how's that possible if these things are so dangerous and and uh, especially what really gets me is when they say this will make permanent damage in your brain. Well, in my opinion, nobody, nobody believes me because I'm just a silly talk show guy. There's nothing permanent in your body. Nothing. It's just a light and electrical system it's a water-based electrical system that just puts out energy, vibrations in and out, in and out, in and out, and um, no evidence that there's some hardwired thing that goes into your body and you can't change it. it doesn't even make sense because it's not it's not solid, and it's just a, it's all vibrations and it's just energy and light, peace, love, and hippie beats. So how could it make something hard that you can't get out? Now doctors will tell you that. Oh, no, you can't do that. There's a lot of people who believe. Oh no, you get Uncle Charlie's got he's got dementia. He's just he's damaged his brain. He's done. No, 
Well, I wouldn't believe that if I were you. You, you can if you want. So, uh, so what I did was, now this is fun, because you know I have Doodle, she's lying here, golden, a golden Doodle, half Poodle, half Golden Retriever. Um, we have water, I, I change out our water every morning, so instead of using the filtered rainwater, and I got quite a nice filter from a, a, um, Omica Organics, um, I start giving her the Fiji water. And you know what? Every morning, every morning, every day, she's drinking twice as much water as she generally does. Because I watch her. And she'll go back and back all day long. Never did that before on the rainwater. Hmm. Interesting. So we'll keep playing around with it, looking at it, seeing what's going on. So we've been putting the Fiji water into our hydrogen machine and making Fiji hydrogen water. I still don't understand how it can remain structured in a glass, in a plastic bottle. I failed to ask, but he claimed it is structured. So we've invited uh, Pollock on the show. Gerald Pollock, who knows a lot about structure, and we'll see if we can pull him in here and learn more about structured water. Yeah, this device that this person sent me, this multi-level thing, it also said it structures the water. It does everything. It heals everything. And all you do, you got to do is spend $300 for the basic one, or 400 And then if you want to get the good one, it's 4000 Or if you want to get the really good one, it's 6000 Please. Please. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. You get one that works, right? This one works great. But for 3000 not more, you get one that works even better. See what I mean? Doesn't make sense. It's not even logical. They can sell people anything. Anyway, oh, I, I, got, I got sidetracked. We, we like this hydrogen machine. It's a great one. It has uh, the purest food grade that, uh, hydrogen that we know of. It is made in Japan, and these folks are highly sophisticated hydrogen mavens. They truly are. They're all over it, more than any country in the world on the earth. I like to use earth rather than world, because world gives you that worldly round idea. So check it out. It's on our website. It is Holy Hydrogen. Use promo code One Radio, OneRadioNetwork.com. The Holy Hydrogen. You breathe the gas and drink the water, and you rock and roll. I love it. I do as much as I can, much as I can. We have um, one of my favorite products on sale right now. On sale right now. Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from US free range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk, deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids, is they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. 
These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze-dried, and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Now, of course, this is a natural substance. This is not a steroid. But when you look at natural substances, you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery, for lean muscle growth and maintenance, for metabolic enhancement, and for recovery after injuries and surgery. This is incredible stuff. If you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism, helps you grow lean body mass, burns fat, increases libido and energy levels, and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Survival's Elk Antler. Well, my turn. <laughs> Caught with my microphone down. Here's the uh, promo code. Promo code REBUILD20 for 20% off. It's really a great product. When do you get your phones turned back on? I want to call it. Yeah, I know. I tell you what, I talked to them Friday morning. Them, phone company, them. And they said, yeah, we're on it. We're, we're looking. <clears throat> I'm just sending them peace, love, and hippie beats. I don't know. Not sure what the lesson is. It's probably teaching me um, patience. Let's look at some headlines here, just for fun. See what is circling around the, the interweb. <laughs> you like this one. King Charles, blood-stained crown, the untold story of UK royals flashback with Palki Sharma. Naomi Wolf's got a whole thing about some of the twisted symbol. Yeah, I, I didn't, some of the stuff it doesn't even make sense now. Where you, where you, a knight, you know, make somebody a king or a queen, and they're, you know, and you're their subject. I mean, you know, how weird that is. Isn't that strange? Really strange. Some of these headlines are so weird, I don't even want to read them. Climate change hoax utterly debunked by ice samples. Hmm. That's fun. I wonder if we could play this one. Let's put up that thing here. It's, let's see if we play the audio. is 
the Viking Age, around the year 1000, also called the medieval war. England, the medieval war period was about one and a half degrees coverage than, than today. Nordgrip, the Greenland ice core project, is being reopened to drill the last few meters through the ice sheet to the rock beneath the research station. The ice core, over three kilometers in length, has been hauled up to the surface piece by piece and contains important data on the history of the climate of the Earth. It bears the fingerprints of climatic conditions over more than 120,000 years. When we remove or drill the ice core, we leave a hole. And we insert a thermometer in the hole, we are able to map out the temperature through the three kilometer ice sheet. Now that temperature, if we do it precisely enough, a thousandth of a degree accuracy, then the ice has not forgotten how cold or warm it was on the surface at the time the snow fell. So, using those temperatures, we have been able to reconstruct the temperatures of the last 10,000 years. Here we have wow. a picture of the temperature reconstructions that we have from Greenland in a graphical form. And if we go back along this axis, it's going back in time. This is the last 8,000 years we have plotted here. On this axis, we have the temperatures at the site in, in Greenland. And we can see that if we go back from now, about 4,000 years ago, we would have temperatures up here for about 4,000 years that were two and a half degrees warmer on average than today. Now, as we go approach our time, we can see that in the period between 4,000 years ago and back to the period 2,000 years ago, which is actually the Roman age, the temperatures have been decreasing in Greenland by two and a half degrees. Then the temperatures increased gradually up to a maximum point around the medieval warm period, we call it 1,000 years ago. And then temperatures declined and goes down to a minimum around 1650 AD, yep. comes back up a little in the 18th century, and then around 1875 we have the lowest point in the last 8,000 years, right here, and that matches exactly the time when meteorological observations started. Wow. It's pretty trippy, huh? Did he say a thousandth of a degree accuracy? Other core samples from elsewhere in Greenland confirmed that the Little Ice Age ended about 140 years ago, at the coldest point in the last 10,000 years. The natural, pronounced alteration of warm and cold periods back in time has also been confirmed elsewhere in the Northern Hemisphere. Carbon-14 dating of organic matter from peat bogs and tree rings confirms the pattern. So do data from stalactite caves in China and measurements from North Africa. The problem is that we, and I agree completely, that we have had a global temperature increase in the 20th century. Yes. But an increase from what? Probably an increase from the lowest point we've had for the last 10,000 years. Wow. And this means that it will be very hard indeed to prove whether the increase of temperature in the 20th century was man-made or it's a natural variation. That will be very hard because we made ourselves an extremely poor experiment. We started to observe meteorology 
at the coldest spot in the last 10,000 years. It's very cool. Interesting. So we start measuring <clears throat> from the coldest point in the last 10,000 years that they can prove. I mean, this Ice Age stuff... Uh, Just another scam in a scammable day. And this whole Green New Deal thing is just based on fairy tale. Did you see the video I I think we put on Faceplant? Well I'm I'm so in the I'm so in the in the in the in the corner of the room with my face against the wall with a face plant. I don't know if anybody can even see our post, so we're we're doing more stuff in Telegram now. Facebook is anyway. There is a a, a Senate hearing or this fellow, I think it's Kennedy, it's not no relation. <laughs> and he, I think I can play this one for you. This is pretty good stuff. This is the guy who's under oath. See, when they get these people under oath, it really gets to be tricky. Really gets to be tricky. Because, you, you know, if they, you know, they can go to jail if they, if they, tell the truth or if they don't tell the truth. I think it's here. Oh, here it is. Yeah. This is Deputy Energy Secretary can't say how spending, they want to spend $50 trillion to reduce global, $50 trillion to reduce global temperatures. Okay, I'm going to play this one for you. This is fun. You're the Deputy Secretary of Energy Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together. And, and maybe I'm being right now. maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent fifty trillion dollars to become carbon neutral by two thousand and fifty in the United States of America, how? How much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't right know, now. do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? You're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together. And maybe I'm being right now. Maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent fifty trillion dollars to become carbon neutral by two thousand and fifty in the United States of America, how? How much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't know, right do you? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know, do you? He's pretty cool. That's uh, His name is, uh, what's his name, Kennedy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Senator Kennedy, I don't know what state he's from. You don't know, do you? You know, see, you see, see, they're under oath, 
And as long as they don't lie, you can't get them. So they don't answer the question, and they know they've got their talking points, and they just keep saying that over and over and over again. And they do this with everything, with the money, or, you know, with the vaccine, everything. These are, they're hoodlums, you know, they're just hoodlums. What can I tell you? But they're smart. They have attorneys. They tell them they don't get into trouble much. You see a lot of these stories. Google computer scientist quits so he can warn world of scary and dangerous AI. In my opinion, this is a typical um, red herring, false flag. Some guy was just probably retiring or they made him, they paid him to quit because they want you to believe, you know, just stick, stick with me here. They want you to believe that AI is dangerous and scary when it's just a computer. Why would you give a computer program any relevance? That'd be like being afraid of Windows 12. Just garbage in, garbage out. That's all it is. It's not intelligent. doesn't think. doesn't have feelings, it doesn't make judgments. It doesn't connect the dots, well, I'm a spiritual being in a body and then this and then this person did this and then. no. So they want you to believe, that's why these stories are out there, he's dubbed the godfather of AI, quit the company, stating that he did so in order to warn the world of the dangers that the technology presents. Super globalist Elon Musk say the same thing. Bill Gates say the same thing. But they're the ones behind it, but they want you to think that it's even worse because you'll be more frightened of it and then probably want to see how, how it works. Big class action suit going on in Australia over COVID vaccine injuries. I don't know what this one's about. Great Reset, Burger King fails. They're preparing for government food rations. I think there are two. Burger King's closing 400 locations at the same time the McDonald's closes all American offices. Offices, really? Yeah, they're buying farmland, blowing up chicken farms, blowing up cow farms. They want uh, us to be dependent on them to give them 
the good stuff that they're going to have for us. Well, we're going to have to take care of ourselves, kids, because these people are just bonkers. Bonkers. Here's an email. From my perspective, we love your perspectives, it has become increasingly difficult to determine where that which is possible in biological reality ends and the spell casting begins. The entities behind the various agendas will not stop their practices until total control has been attained. They will not get you enough, so they're never getting total, right? And at that point, if achieved, the battle will rage on amongst themselves. This is a spiritual war, and at the time and at the end of the day, we, as collective humanity, are at fault for the immense toll in which we find ourselves today. Yeah, I'm not sure I would kind of go with that line to the emailer because I don't find myself in any toll, a problem. That can just speak for me. Now, there's a lot of folks that are, and, uh, you know, we'll do whatever we can to help them. That's why we're here. I hear Attorney Renz, you just had on, emphatically state that he does not care about the virus versus no virus. He he was very clear on that argument. Is beyond disheartening. Understand why he may be unwilling to file a case that spits in the face of our indoctrination, but the truth will only rise when authentic discourse surrounding this topic is able to be had in a public forum. Yeah, I agree. But maybe the courts will never allow it to even happen. If Team Terrain is in fact correct, and on a soul level, I sincerely think they are, then the whole house of cards collapses and we're not discussing mRNA vaccines in the food supply or any other aspect of human rights violations because it all becomes null and void. That's what I think. However, if incredibly intelligent people cannot see the importance of this single premise, then it begs the question, do they just not want to know or are they controlled to some extent whether unwittingly or, or wittingly or unwittingly. Well, I probably it's all of the above, brother, that they, there's probably some people that are just hanging on because this is how they make a living, so they don't want to go deeper. Probably some peop, people are totally just programmed and they're not going to change. Who, you know, I'm sure it's a little bit of everything. You know? um, but I, I, you know, I don't see any, excuse me, I don't see any big thing happening in the media, which is where it all would all happen, right? That's the only place it's going to happen in the media. Big, big picture, like, well, they've proven there is no virus. You know, that's not going to happen. They would never let that happen. So I think we cannot depend on that ever happening. I mean, I know that we cannot depend on 
in the media big time. That we never went to the moon, for example. But maybe in the coming days or years, people like Rogan get 10 times their audience to 100 million or Tucker Carlson gets 100 million people, which he could when he starts his own thing, that it wouldn't matter if it's not on CBS or NBC or, or Fox or CNN, which it'll never be on. So, you know, there's going to be some exciting times to be around in the next five, ten years. So stick with us. As long as we're going to be around, we'll try to keep our antenna up to what the heck is going on. But know that we are not um, just um, compliant, flexible, not questioning things, and that's never going to happen around here because I question everything. I don't believe anything. And the challenge is there's so many alternative, right? Alternative, don't you love that? Places that are just all sucked into the whole, all of it. They act like they're, you know, they act like they're really alternative. And, but they don't, they don't dig deep into stuff, you know. Just the surface area, you know, it can only go so far. I, I, This thing here. I would encourage you to go to Dr. Samantha Bailey or Dr. Mark Bailey's website or put in in uh, Google's or wherever you go a farewell to virology expert edition. I mentioned this to Tom Renz and I, I just got a PDF file and I sent it to my little printing place in Dripping Springs and had them make a little book out of it, and they'll put it in a little spiral thing, like 15 bucks. So I have it, and I can study it and underline it and make notes. And, um, boy, he goes through it. And he kicks some booty. And, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty geeky, but, I mean, you, you, you catch on quickly. And 80 pages of, there's no way, if you would read this, that you could come away excuse me and believe that there's a virus and he did this to present to the courts in New Zealand and they just threw it in the trash bin nope can't do that yeah they're worse there than in this country And which Ren said uh, when we had him on an hour ago, which you can listen to the podcast on the front page real soon or in BitChute, that if he if he really got convinced, he, he's not a scientist, so he's not convinced there was no virus, but he's heard all the arguments. And he said, even if I was convinced, I don't think you could win that in a court. And I think he's correct. I don't think you could either. Because, you know, can you really imagine a judge allowing this kind of argument to go on without trying to stamp it out when the whole medical model thing is built around germs. 
Oh man, it would just be the whole medical model will explode, and they're they're not you know they're not going to let that happen. No way. Here's this person who couldn't find anything. <clears throat> well, there may be a place on our website that is stopping to load into the shows, and I'll look at that and see if we can... Oh. Let me do it real quick here. All shows by... This one radionetwork.com. Uh, we're going to probably wrap here if you have any um, no even all, all shows the last one is May 6th yeah, so I'll check this out computers man we're still Mercury's still in retrograde so anything can happen Patrick, I uh, love the show. Thank you. What do you think the vaccine's necessary for dogs and cats? Well, I don't think any of them are necessary. My opinion. So, if you, if you have puppies, if your girl has puppies, or if you're going to buy a puppy from somebody from their home, tell them you just want to buy it, before they give them a bunch of uh, vaccines. There are no germs. Why would you give them a vaccine? It, the whole thing is a scam. Rabies, all of them they do. Pertussin, they give, they'll give dogs 50 vaccines if you let them. I wouldn't do, do absolutely none. Now you might, if, you're, if your dog is going to be anywhere there where people can, you know, I wouldn't even do rabies anymore. Rabies never been proven to exist. Is, is it anything sacred? No. <clears throat> we 
We just watched a recent show with Steve Steve Falconer where he brought up biochar. We were guests on The Fakeologist along with Steve and introduced him to communitarianism and biochar. We'd like to come on the show. Oh, yeah, maybe we can do that this week probably. I didn't understand all the biochar thing, but Steve's a smart guy, and if he thought it was a cool idea, this is from Brian and Jenna in Washington. These are for an independent backyard gardener, garden, and so it's a cool way to do more nutrients in the food. Okay, we'll do that. Maybe we'll get them on this week. We'll do it. I don't agree with you. I found some very good multi-level marketing products. Okay? Hi, Patrick. Uh, I'm a long-time listener and love the work you do. You have helped me greatly. Notice you sometimes describe people's concept of hell being a spiritual problem I don't know if I said that, but that's okay. I'll, I'll move on. I do have a concept concept of hell. I haven't asked you specifically what you mean by that. Okay, I'll tell you. But this morning I came across a YouTube channel that I commented on. I'm pasting what I wrote there. Maybe what you like of it. Your thoughts are welcome. Huge comment, like a page long. I can't, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Those who don't want God's love will go someplace else. God will punish those who try to create hell on earth. That place in punishment is hell. Hell is separation from God in a miserable condition. Wicked people create their own hell and their denial of truth may keep them from them forever. Hell is a place in a spiritual condition. Hell allows God to be fair and loving. Yeah, I, you know, my opinion and experience, there's not a energy, a God or something that judges you or I and then throws us into a place because we broke spiritual laws, but it happens through spirit and it's called karma. And it's it's that simple, really. It's called karma. And if we punch somebody in the mouth or steal their stuff, then that's a karmic event and we have to pay it back. Either this lifetime or the next lifetime. And this will help determine where we go after we die. We may be able to clean up all the karma somewhere else and don't have to come back here. Or maybe it's of such an extent that we have to come back here. So it's all, it's all worked out on this giant uh, artificial intelligence, but it's, a, <laughs> it's intelligent. It's an intelligent force that you talk about a database, 
It has everything tied in together. It just works like that, all magically, interconnectively. Um, there's nobody pushing any buttons. There's nobody, in my opinion, that gets mad at us or says, Patrick, that's bad. It just works. It just brings back experiences to us that are karmic experiences and we have to deal with whatever karma we created. And and also there's many people that believe and I'm not seeing it, I haven't seen it, so I, I can't, I don't know if it's true, that there are places on the lower astral plane that people have actually created in their mind that this is what hell would be like and that's how that's how we create places in the other realities that's how we do it that's why there's all kinds of things in the other realities just infinite number of states of consciousness so there's probably a place that that will that you'll experience if you really believe in hell and fires and stuff like that, probably a place where you could experience if you really want to. I don't recommend it, why you would want to do that. But, <laughs> you know, but people only do. It's just karma. There's a, uh, there's a beautiful little uh, mm, meme, if you will, from Buddha the Buddhist, is that um, another word for karma is doing. So we pretty much, almost everything we do is a karmic thing, but not from a negative thing. Just moving through the earth plane and doing stuff is a karmic thing and it's always it's always somewhat creating what we're going to experience next so that's karma too but the Buddhists call it doing and I think that's pretty cool because it's it's just always we're always creating the next reality by what we think and do in our actions right but it's just all so intertwined together somebody sent me this one and We've invited this person on, and I want to, I haven't heard from him yet. This fellow is, is really trying to get this going. I'm going to invite him on again after this show. Maybe we can get him on this week. It's uh, Texas, pretty exciting. Texas is wanting to introduce legislation designed to combat digital currency. And um, they're going to have a gold-backed digital currency in Texas. We're going to act gold back, And it's going to be safe and secure in some Texas depository. And you can pay your bills with it send money to people like that, sell your digital currency, 
whenever you want it and get gold for it, get the gold back. And they're going to have gold backing it all. I don't know where they're going to get the gold. I guess they're going to buy it. Isn't that cool? So you see already, um, Spirit is lining up things for us so we don't have to be involved in the central bank digital currency. Just don't need to do that. Buy the Texas gold-backed digital currency and use that. I want to get this guy on the air, so I'm going to leave this up for a moment. Okay. Okay, we're out of here. We will see you tomorrow. We've been doing some really interesting experiments. I think it's been six weeks now with uh, Darko Valchek on drinking water with lots of salt, up to three to four quarts of water. He talked about it last show. Sea salt, a rounded teaspoon of sea salt in each quart. So you got this guy, so I make this hydrogen water, and then you put a rounded teaspoon of this and do three or four of these, and some pretty interesting things happen when you do that. That's a lot of salt. So we're going to dig in it tomorrow at, at 10 o'clock. We're going to dig in and... Um, See what we see. So you see, you'd heard me. There's already a couple of people we're going to try to get on for Wednesday. I just got a little behind uh, getting guests for some reason. And I do have a little behind because I have a, I have a rebounder. Oh, you want to see how we do the, the burst exercise? And I'll show you my on the pulse. Okay, so check this out. So this is pretty interesting. It is to me, I don't know. Just trying to amuse myself. Let's check my pulse. Actually, nine. So you just do it for 10 seconds and times six. So I did nine times six is 54. That's my resting pulse rate. And well, resting after being on the air for two hours. It's pretty good. Obviously, I don't get anxious during the show. So <laughs> I get to yawn and everything because that, that relaxes you. When you see me yawning, trust me, I'm not bored. Uh, you you probably want to understand yawning much more, so don't judge me. Um, it's, it's a very relaxing thing. You're actually getting more relaxed. The more you get relaxed, the more you yawn. The more you yawn, the more your body lets go of things. Did you know that? So yawn away. Yawn as much as you can. And as long as you can. Now, Doodle is behind me. I might be able to move my chair back. So we're at 54. And I'm going to show you how we do the burst exercise. This is the only real um, aerobic exercise I do. And I did one this morning. And so it only takes about 45 seconds. How about that instead of running 20 miles, you think? And trust me when I tell you, it works better than running 10 miles.
saves a lot of time and wear and tear on your body and your feet and your shins. So I'm going to move my chair back and let's see if uh, I can do this. Well, yeah, because Doodle's here, but I'm going to have to take my microphone up. Okay. So I think I think the camera's going to show this. And then we're going to test my pulse afterwards. Okay. This will be fun. All right. So now we're going to Move the chair back. Oh, I did it. I do. It's okay. It's okay. Let me get the chair over here. Okay. So I can't sit. Oh, see? So here's the rebounder. Here's the rebounder. Now what you do is you just make like a, a tiger. <laughs> make like a tiger is running after you. And if he catches you, he's going to eat you. So this is what you, <laughs> I don't I don't visualize that. But, so you just go as fast as you can. And you can, uh, I've had experts tell me that uh, you, can, you can get everything you need for your heart in 30 seconds. So we'll just see how long I do. I can't, I can't see the clock. What's six times 25? 150. Is that right? Yeah, 150. So my pulse was 54, and just that increased my pulse three times. 54 to 150. So what happens is you... You tell the heart that if I ever need to get my pulse up to 150, then you better get strong because that tiger could be around the corner. So it's called burst exercise. You can you can Google it and excuse me, experts say that this will give you the aerobic juice you need. That's all you need. And that running five to 10 miles is not going to give you more. Pretty cool, huh? Yep. The body's amazing. Okay, so we're going to see you tomorrow and it'll be Darko Valchek. I'll check, and we're going to talk about water and salt and stuff. 
Take care. I love you all very much. Thanks for your ongoing support. We appreciate it. We've been getting some nice little donations in. That's what we're really moving forward now so we can not have to depend on product sales, which have gone down because people don't have as much money, I guess, to spend. Because they're spending all at the food store. So see you tomorrow. Take care. I love you all very much. Thank you. And may the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one. Before I start my work day,